Hi, this is Brad Harris, host of the Legacy Mindset Podcast. Thank you for joining us. What is Legacy Mindset? You see, most people are trying to go from survival to success without ever thinking of the next level, which is significance or your legacy. So in this podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to go through those three levels. We're going to talk about the three mindsets to get you to that pinnacle, which is significance or your legacy. But before we get started, I'd like to ask you a favor. If you could share this podcast with either your friends or your family or post it on social media, that would be greatly appreciated. And that's how we can get the word out. Okay, great. Now let's get started. I have this, um, this is really funny. I was kind of looking through some of my books and stuff and actually had this, uh, this was actually my very first journal in Herbalife. This is probably, I got this probably end of 1993, 94. Okay. When really I started my, you know, just this journey of personal development. One of the things when I started my business, you know, I was a mechanic and, so I thought like a mechanic, right? I was a mechanic. I was an airline mechanic. I had been that for eight years. My dad had been there for 39 years. So that's what I knew. Okay. When I, when I came into the business, then it was like, okay, everybody thinks differently in this business. It's just a whole different ball game for me. So I got this book. It's called positive. You can see it's called positive thinking. Okay. The very first book I ever read was called man in the mirror by Patrick Morley. Okay. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of written for men, women. You could read that, read that. I think maybe he's written a book for women since then, but this is actually a book that a guy gave me. His name was Denny Bullard and Denny gave me this book. Um, and I'd never really read books. I mean, <laughs> when I got out of school, I was done. I was done with books, right? I was done with reading. I was done with studying. I thought, and it started me on that journey. It started me on that journey and hey Angie. And so good to have you on. So um it started me on that journey. And of course I've never looked back since. I don't know how many books I've read. Of course now you have podcasts and you have blogs and and it's just constant, like I said, developing the mind. So one of the biggest things in business you have to do is develop your mind. We we develop our bodies, we develop you know everything else, right? We're developing our kids. We're developing, you know what I mean? Some of you, like I said, some of you guys are developing your clubs, you're developing your business. But one of the biggest things I learned is developing my mind. And I just had to constantly feed my mind because it would go different places. So what I, what I thought I'd do is like, it's just like, like I said, this, like I said, this was, this is my thoughts. This is my very first journey. So I thought there's 12, I'm going to go through 12. It's of course I have a, a whole book. Okay, that I journaled in those days. Okay, in 1993, 94, 95. Okay, is when I really started on that journey. Okay, I really started on that journey. And so really, 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 really starting on this. So um, sometimes it's great to go out and get journals. Jim Rohn says, you should have journals. You should buy books empty and then fill them up. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really took that to heart. I have a lot of journals. So able to go through back to the notes. So I'm just going through 12 points. Okay, 12 points. I've just pulled out 12 basically things I wrote down. Okay, and I don't know. Sometimes I know where I got them. Sometimes I don't. I think I lost a few pages out of here. I need to find them that came out of the book. 
Okay, but um, here we go. Okay, number one. Okay. It's a, I said, it's accurate to say that motivation gets you going, but habits get you there. Make motivation your habit, and you'll get there faster and have more fun on the trip. So it's like, it's like motivation gets you going, but ha habits get you there. And I think so many people are motivated, so they're like, I'm not motivated today. And you're like, you're not motivated today. It's like, you have to develop habits, right? It's kind of like, are you motivated to brush your teeth? Are you motivated? It's like, I was not motivated to brush my teeth today. I'm just not motivated to take a shower today. I'm just not motivated to, right? But once it becomes a habit, then it, then it goes away from motivation. Motivation gets you going. Yes, like motivated to start a business. I'm motivated to, to lose 10 pounds. I'm motivated. Then it's habit. And habit takes over. You guys have heard we talk about you know. Okay, people say, I know. I say, man, you really need to read. Or you really need to, you know, listen to podcast. I know. No, you don't know. <laughs> if you knew, you would do it. So it's like, that was a great quote for me. It's like, I had to develop habits. I've developed a habit of reading every single day. I've developed a habit of getting between 5 and 6 o'clock and reading every single day. I've developed a habit of, you guys, if you follow me, I, I post every day, right? I developed that habit. I can't not, not do it. I can't. I get up, and then I have to read. At least 20 minutes. Sometimes it can turn into 30 minutes. Sometimes it can turn into 45 minutes, depending on what day it is. It's like I've developed that habit. Not have to be motivated to do it. So if you wanted to, like I said, if anything you look at. So this it was such a big thing for me. It's like I'm going to develop the habits. I'm going to develop the habits that's going to carry me far, 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 far. Okay? So it's just so, so, so huge. Okay? Good to have you on, sugar. So. Okay. Um, okay, number two. I wrote this down. This is probably, like I said, this book was written probably in 94, 95. Okay. Uh, happiness is, no, is not pleasure. It is victory. And victory almost always involves at least temporary pain of some kind. I'll read that to you again. Happiness is not pleasure. That's what I underlined. But it's victory. And victory, and victory, this is important, almost always involves at least temporary pain of some kind. We know this, right? <laughs> Of course, I'm a big Chiefs fan. Some of you guys, uh, Kansas City Chiefs fan, they're going to the Super Bowl, right? And Patrick Mahomes got hurt the week before, right? Pain. But he wanted to go through that pain, and he wanted to play. You would think if you got a pain, you'd say, I'm not playing football no more. But he loves the pain. The pain is part of the victory. Do you understand? I don't care what you're in. If you're in a relationship, if you're in a business, if you're raising kids, there's pain. <laughs> That's what victory is. And sometimes we associate pain with losing. And the people, by the way, who do associate pain with losing, with failure, 
they seem to always lose. They have the wrong concept. They think happiness that never ever that never bad happens to them. They think they can go through life for some reason. They think they can go through life with no problems. They think they can go through life with no catastrophes in their life. They think they can go through their life, and they understand that's victory. That's how you win. And those who go through the pain get to the victory. And it was such a huge thing for me because in 1994, probably around the time I was writing this journal, my business kind of dipped on me. Okay, my business kind of dipped on me. I came out of TWA. I was a mechanic. We did really good in our business coming out of the gate. And then it dipped. And it was painful. And I associated that with failure. I associated that with, I just need to go back to TWA. I didn't understand. I didn't understand that pain is victory. And once I could, you know, picked up a book and read The Man in the Mirror, and once I started reading, and once I started following Jim Rohn, and once I started following Mark Hughes, and once I started following some people, I was like, oh, I'm winning. I didn't know I was winning. <laughs> and then I started the winner's mindset, and then all problems became great. Then every day became great. I started, if you guys talk to me a lot, a lot of times, I, I picked this up way back. Actually, I picked this up from Denny Boer, which is a great friend of mine back in 94, 95. I mean, still a friend today. But I picked up this concept of super great. He's like, how are you doing? Super great. They're like, what? Every time I say that to somebody, it, it startles them. You're doing not only great, but you're doing super great? Yeah. Well, and they think that statement I'm saying is I don't have any problems. See, in the battle, you're winning. You love it. You love it. You love it. You see sometimes somebody in football score a touchdown, they get hit hard. I mean, they bash them down, but they get up and celebrate. That was painful, that hit. Pain is victory. It, it was a huge thing that changed my life, okay? Number three, okay? And this is, and this is a quote that maybe all of you guys have heard. But we are what we think about. I wrote that down. We are what we think about. Somebody did a post the other day. The person that you think about before you go to sleep and the person that you think about when you wake up is either cause of your pain or your, or your happiness. And it's like you are what you think about. See, when it all breaks down, when it all breaks apart, you are what you think about. It doesn't matter what's happening in your life. Some people, that's why some people can can be very well financially, but unhappy because they're not what's what they think about. And sometimes the outside forces cause us to think things. That's why news is so bad. That's why sometimes hanging around wrong people are so bad because they get you to think. And you are what you think about. So whatever I have a thought coming in, you know, uh, Caroline Leaf says. No thought ever goes unchecked. When you have that ability, that's personal development, by the way, at the highest level. When you have the ability to check any thought that comes in, any thought, you have that ability to check that thought. It's like, you know what? I'm not accepting that thought. Do you have that ability? Or are you just blown by the wind? 
whatever thoughts come firing at you, then that ruins your day. Somebody says something to you. Then you start thinking about that all day. I can't believe they said that to me. Then you start thinking all the comebacks that you can come back with them. And then it consumes your day. You're not super great. You can't even say that. You are what you think about. Number four. Number four. I said here, I said, some people say I'll believe it. Some people say I'll believe it when I see it. I prefer to say I'll see it when I believe it. Man, what a change of thoughts. Especially for me, that time I think I was 31, 32 years old. To have that kind of thinking, it's like some people say I'll believe it when I see it. Instead of saying, I prefer to say, I'll see it when I believe it. See, when you believe you're successful is when you'll see it. See, when you believe you're thin, that's when you'll ha- that'll happen to you. When you believe that you're going to find a good relationship, that's when it'll happen to you. When He's like, well, if I see a good guy. No, you become. You see it already. You image it. Okay, my wife is an incredible imager. She's just incredible. She talks all the time about Imogen. And if you guys know Alexis Pelfrey, let you guys know her. She imaged that assistant coming in. I want this kind of person and almost the exact image of what that was. She saw it before it happened. Do you have that ability? Are you seeing something else? And it always appears for you. I always say that you know, when people have problems, it always happens to them because they already saw that problem. See, where are you at with the ability to see it first? Okay? And then it'll come. You attract. It's called the law of attraction. You attract the person that you are. Everything in your life right this second is the person you've attracted or the things in life that you've attracted to your life. There's always exceptions to that rule. There's catastrophes. I know I don't attract a tornado if you hit me, right? I don't attract, right? But sometimes I've seen people have car wrecks. They attracted it. They were texting, right? Or they were thinking bad. They weren't even paying attention. They attracted that car wreck. And so it's like sometimes they don't. Man, look at your life every single day, what you're attracting in your life. And I'm telling you, 98% of it is what you're attracting. That changed my life too, guys. When I started thinking like this, it totally changed the direction of my life. I was a mechanic and I was negative. I was negative. I was against the company. I was like, I didn't want to work. I was like, oh, we, we were unions. I was always, we're going to strike. We're going to go pick it. I wasn't the person I am today. This totally changed my life. When I started on this journey of thinking. Okay, number... We did four daily, okay? Number five, okay? Here's what I write down. Appreciation. Bob Hope. I don't know if you guys know who Bob Hope was. If you don't know, if you're young here on here, drop in a chat here if you know who Bob Hope was, right? If you're like, who in the heck was Bob Hope, all right? Google Bob Hope, okay? (laughs) If you do know him, okay? I don't know him. 
Bob Apa was a tremendous comedian. He, he was he's well known. I think most of you probably would know him, but if you don't, Google him. Google him. Go watch some YouTube's on him. He's hilariously funny. He was big with the military. He would go in and do comedy. Uh, just a, just a legend. Just a legend. Okay, and he worked until he was in his nineties. He was he was he was as like I said. He's like Bob. You're still working. Okay, he did that. He just loved what he did. He loved what he'd done, right? It said, here's what he, here's what he says about appreciation. Bob Hope was receiving, uh, okay, Bob Hope was asked, recently asked, why he did not retire and just go fishing, because he loved fishing. He said, Bob, why don't you just retire and go fishing? His response was classic. He said, fish don't clap. And he said, and all of us want and need applause. Fish don't clap. I use that all the time. That's why people's like, when you gonna, you know, some of the people that I know at church and all they, when are you gonna retire from herbal life? It's like I'm, <laughs> I'm never retiring from herbal life because I don't care what you tell me to go do. Fish don't clap. Okay, there's no appreciation. If you listen to my podcast, right, we talk about going from survival to success to significance or a legacy mindset. Legacy meaning that all of our thing and what we want in life is to make a difference. And that we we get that by applause. Now, it doesn't have to be physical applause. As people say, thank you so much. You made a difference in my life. Thank you for doing that. I appreciate that. That's called clapping. It's a human need. It's a human need. And once I figured that out, because when I was at TWA, nobody was clapping for nobody. Nobody was clapping for nobody. Never walked into TWA and they had a walk-up song. <laughs> I just didn't do it. And I definitely didn't do it for the supervisor above me and the supervisor above him and the supervisor above him. It's like, oh, he's coming in. Everybody, everybody, he's coming in. He's coming in. Everybody get ready, get ready, get ready. No, we never did that. That what is it in my life? There was no clapping. Is there any clapping in your life? Really think about that. Really think about that. Number six. What time is it here? Make sure. I, okay, number six. This is an interesting. I, 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 I don't know why I wrote this down, but this was interesting. Okay, because I'm about 32, 33 years old at this time when I wrote this down. Okay. It said, uh, when, put this down a little bit, okay, when Bismarck, okay, when Bismarck was Chancellor of Germany, so the guy named Bismarck in the 1870s, he observed that virtually all of his powerful enemies were men who were 65 years or older. So he, he persuaded the German legislator to pass legislation making 65 the mandatory age for retirement. And the U.S. eventually adopted that. It's interesting, right? Here's a guy that made a law because he found out that at 65, these people were experienced, they had wisdom, and he couldn't do what he wanted to do. So then he got a law passed that all 65 years and older had to retire and get him out of his way. Now, we adopted that law today. People just retire at 65, and I think sometimes they retire and they got all kinds of great part of their life left, 
and they say, I'm retired, which only means they quit. I'm done. When people ask me, retired, dude, when you retired to debate, it's like, I mean, I retired to debate. <laughs> I did retire from TWA. And so, but when are you going to retire from Herbalife? It's like, what? My accountant, my first, when I first got an accountant, they don't understand, right? They're like, okay, so in retirement, like retirement, what, what's that? Tell me what that is. He's like, well, that's when, when what? When you quit working. Well, I love what I do. Well, why would I quit? Why would I quit? Say, you know what, guys, I'm not going to do a podcast after I'm 65. I won't be doing no more Facebook Lives. Just because some guy in Germany said at 65, you have to retire. And by the way, I'll get Social Security. It's like, oh my goodness. Who made that law? And why are you abiding by it? I'm just getting started. Jim Rohn said, my goodness, at 65, I'm getting, I'm getting juiced. Oh my goodness, I, got, I, got, I finally got life figured out. And I can go make a difference in life with people and I'm going to travel the world. Like, Jim, you can't travel the world. You can't go to 15 countries. You're 65. You need to slow down. Slow down for what? I see some people retire at 31. <laughs> see, that's what happens when we come out of school at 21. We're like, I'm going to retire from learning. I'm, I'm all learned up. I ain't reading no more. What? Okay, I just thought that was interesting. I wrote that down, right? Interesting. Number seven. Number seven, I said, remember, the greatest deterrent to success is lack of self-confidence. And lack of self-confidence comes from not doing what you could do. Read that again. Remember, the greatest deterrent to success is lack of self-confidence. And lack of self-confidence comes from not doing what you could do. What a powerful concept. It got me on the journey is like do, just do. All confidence comes from doing. And once I figured out from the very beginning, right, that failure is success, once I figured that out and you are what you think, I became more confident, more confident, more confident, more confident. Are you confident? Are you confident in your business? Are you confident in what you do? That journey. See, once I learned it's about action, about move. You know, the Quaker says, the Quakers say, when you pray, move your feet. <laughs> it's like, move, do. What are you doing today? That's what lacks, lack of self-confidence. If you're in the battle, you're confident. It was, just a, it was a huge concept for me. Number eight. This must be a Jim Rohn quote I wrote down. Okay, this is probably from his video. I had this, this tape series, cassette, cassettes. Okay, oh, wow, right? You know, who knows cassettes? If you don't know Bob Hope, you probably don't know cassettes. <laughs> so I'm really dating myself on this, ain't I? aren't I? And so, okay. Okay, so I was listening. To, I know this was from Jim Rohn. I think of, um, let's see, um, Challenge to Succeed. I think that was a tape series that I used to love Jim Rohn. Okay, he said, he said, Mr. Rohn, are you one of those American motivators? 
Jermon said, no, I'm a businessman. I can share my ideas and experience, but people have to get motivated themselves. What a powerful concept. Jim, are you one of those American motivators? I'll be like, oh, you're just a motivator, Brad. Said, no. no, I'm a businessman. That's what I am, right? I can share ideas and experiences, but you got to get motivated. And we talked already about motivation just leads to habits. See, I can even get you fired up right now. Maybe I am getting you fired up right now. Maybe I got you so jacked up right now, but you know what? Once I leave here, once I'm off of here, <laughs> it's you. And what you think, now it's you in your mind, no longer mine. And maybe you can hear the words I said. Hopefully I get you a little bit motivated that you'll start the habits. Do whatever day in, day out, day in, day Make it happen, right? It's crucial. Okay. Number nine. This was a good one for me. 1994. Huge for me. Good people are found, not changed. Man, I thought I could change my family. There was people in my family like, they're going to do the business with me. Okay, and they didn't. They didn't. I thought I could change them. They didn't. I had some people around me I thought I could change. Man, how many people's like dating someone right now and they think they're going to change them? Wow. Good people are found, not changed. They have to want to change. I'm not saying they can't change. He ain't changing them, though. You ain't changing them. I don't know if that's proper grammar or not. He ain't. <laughs> it's powerful. Powerful. Number 10. If you want to motivate people, you have to find them, not motivate them. So if you want to motivate people, you have to find them, not motivate them. you got to find them. So that's on the same concept that I just talked about before. I started figuring out that I had to find people who already motivated, who already were on the journey. Maybe they were moving. They already prayed, and they were already moving their feet. That's who I wanted. I started learning that. The old saying, right? Find a busy person and they'll get something done. Something is moving. Sometimes you're like, well, I think this person would be great in my business. He don't have nothing going on. It's like, oh, yeah, I want him or her. She ain't moving. <laughs> I got to get them off the couch and get the chips out of their, you know, out of their lap. They're consuming CNN in great quantities. I got to get that out of their head. It just changed my life. This is way back. Probably there was no CNN back in 94, though, right? So I don't know what was even on. <laughs> Maybe Tom Brokoff. Not really. You know, look him up if you guys don't know who he is. Okay, <laughs> number 11. As we go to the last two here. Responsibility is the price for greatness. Greatest, greatest greatest thing I ever learned in my life. I was responsible for everything. I took that on in 1994. When my business crashed, I wanted to blame the I wanted to blame 
I want to blame everything, everything. I want to blame the economy. I want to blame, I want to blame people. I want to blame government. I want to blame price of bread and the price of gas. And I want to praise everything, uh, you know, blame everything. And then I read this. Responsibility is the price for greatness. I took it on. I decided I was going to become responsible and I've never looked back. I was going to be responsible. I was going to be responsible for my happiness. Happiness. Jim Rohn taught me if you if someone makes you mad, sad, or glad, you been had. I took that on. Nobody's making me sad or glad. That's why it's super great. I took it on. Took it on. It was these these concepts formed my life. They formed it. My personal development is so powerful. Last one. Set goals that will make you a better person when you achieve them or while you're in the process of achieving them. So set goals that will make you a better person when you achieve them or while in the process of achieving them. I want to set goals. Some people set goals that maybe it really doesn't make them better. I have a goal of fi finishing, you know, s all seasons of Netflix. You know, <laughs> you're a better person when you do that. They have a goal if they can have 10 drinks in a night. They have goals if they can. It's like, what, what are you doing? Are you a better person because of it? Well, I got a goal this weekend of getting drunk. I have a goal this weekend of really, really, really. That's your goal? And you hear him thinking, it's like, I can't wait for Friday night. I can't wait for Saturday night. I can't wait for Super Bowl Sunday so I can, so you can why? Set goals that you become a better person by achieving them or in the, especially in the process of achieving them. Those, those concepts just changed my life game. Just changed my life. Powerful concepts. And like I said, I got about 150 more. And I got about 15 more of these books. These journals. See, this is a personal development journey that you're on. How are you going to make a difference in life? It's becoming the person that makes a difference. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you could think of anyone who would like to listen to this or use this, please share on your social media or text them. We would greatly appreciate that. And a final thought. There's a proverb that says, if you continually give, you will continually have. It's a perfect formula for building a significant team and a significant life. Remember, your legacy is not about what you acquire. It's about what you leave behind. Let's go have a legacy mindset.